Is Google dominating the internet? More Macs, less PCs, and Plex drops support for podcasts. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who take your insurance. Learn more at ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a three-part Mac Voices Live conversation that was very, very diverse. This time around, we talk about a new DuckDuckGo browser, how Google is attempting to take over the internet in a way that you may not even be aware of, and the fact that more Macs and less PCs are being shipped. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. So am I hearing you say you're in favor of siloing, Jim, or at least that you would find it acceptable? I, you know, I am, in a lot of ways, I am in favor of it. I, I think that, you know, Apple has been a choke on the, on what could be developed for the, for the, uh, for iOS. I think there's a lot of software that we don't have um, because, you know, either Apple doesn't allow it or in a lot of cases, because no one will risk finding out whether Apple will allow something. Um, so, you know, you know, Apple's, you, you can't get an idea pre-approved. You can't go to Apple and say, I'm thinking of doing this app. Will you allow that? Apple says, no, nope. you know, go spend two or three years, write the whole thing and then submit it. And then we'll tell you, well, guess what? The answer, you know, and, and then, you know, people are complaining, why is there no, you know, complex professional software for iOS? That is a big reason why, because it's just too risky. Um, now, a, a flip side that I, I've seen recently, which I think is interesting, is that a big reason why Apple, one reason why Apple wants to not have side loading, or, you know, they have this rule that you can't have a web browser other than you know, you can't write your own web browser or, or your own web HTML rendering engine. So like there is a Chrome on iOS, but it's not using the Blink browser that Chrome uses everywhere else. It's using Apple's, Apple's uh, internal HTML engine. And I think that if that was, you know, that restriction was removed and Chrome could put the Blink browser on, that would probably might be the end of the open internet. Um, you know, Chrome is kind of poised to take over the internet and iOS is a big firewall against doing that. Um, remember how with IE6, there were, you know, a lot of sites that were just like, oh, you're not using IE6, go get it. Because our site doesn't work except in IE6. And mm -hmm. You know, that we're getting to where that we're almost there with Chrome. And if uh, Blink was allowed to run on iOS, I think we'd be there. And once that happens, I think, you know, Google will go in and, and change the way the web works for their benefit. They'll have a lock on the whole thing and we won't have an open, open web browser. So it's sort of tangential to the idea of side loading but it's one effect that that has stopped um, the ability of Google to completely take over the internet. So 
It's as Andrew said, it's complicated, but I, you know, I, I do not in any way think that Apple is doing this for our interests or our protection. The purpose yeah. of the app store is to protect Apple's interests and Apple's revenue full stop. Um, so all, all these protestations about, Oh, you know, we're doing this for you. Baloney. But of course, they'll say they're doing it for us. Of course. Yeah. I, you know, and, and yeah. the Russians are going to Ukraine to, to, for the benefit of the Ukrainian people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jim, the, the whole thing about, uh, about mobile safari essentially being the, the, the last wall right. uh, protecting us from a complete Chrome takeover. Um, when you said that, my first thought was, holy crap, he's right. And then my second thought after thinking about it was, holy crap, he's still right. <laughs> um, That's what, you know, when I saw the post about that, that was exactly my thought was, yeah, holy crap. That, you know, and then that's a much bigger issue than whether you can sideload apps on iOS. You know, yeah. that's that's like iOS apps are table change compared to the, you know, the future of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, and we are what maybe a year away from Google's commitment to uh, to stop supporting cookies and web browsers because you know they they're pushing their their replacement, which of course is better than cookies for uh, uh, for managing website data, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, as, as long as we. We have mobile Safari. Um, at least there's some incentive for developers to continue to use traditional cookies instead of handing over all of that that data management that cookies currently handle to Google. Well, Google wants to make the internet into a completely private uh, system. You know, basically like AOL was 30 years ago, um, with that. Google being the AOL. Um, so, you know, I just said some mean things about Apple's motivations. I think, you know, Google's probably even worse. So, well, you also, you also have to go back. If you're talking about browsers, go Google Chrome, Microsoft and edge. I mean, you got, you got that browser, which is built on Chrome, Chrome mm-hmm. Chromium, but you also got in on the Windows side of things, internet Explorer 11 is finally going away in June, which is long overdue. <laughs> so you, you got, so, so. As far as developing of browsers go, you know, I I can I see Microsoft continuing on to 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 accelerate, you know, the, doing things with Edge, uh, and not only on 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 a PC but on a Mac especially. Um, you know, with, well, with the their... question is, you know, will people making websites just start saying, you know, our websites only work on Blink, which is the the name of some are right now. They're they're, they're saying a only few are, but but yeah. it, it's pretty limited because that means it won't work on an iPad or an iPhone. So, but if if they could, you know, say, well, you've got an iPad, well, just you know, use Chrome, don't use Safari. You know, that's what will happen, and and then Google will own um, the web. Jim, one place that I'm seeing that happen a lot right now are online services where right. uh, where 
Well, like uh, conference and uh, and webinar services, anything that's involving real time video interaction, I, I'm seeing so often where they say you have to use Google Chrome. It's not even like it works better with Chrome. Right. You just have to use Chrome because a significant uh, critical feature that you need simply won't work if you don't have Chrome. I mean, Streamyard's Streamyard's an example. You you have to use Chrome to get on Streamyard, or otherwise it's not going to work properly. You know, Firefox isn't going to work. You got to go with the, with Google Chrome. But Edge could also be another option because it is Chrome technically. But I mean, that, it, should, that, it should but work. Dave, you're missing the point that once all browsers use Blink, whether it's Edge or Google, doesn't you don't doesn't mean that you have to use Chrome. But if you're using a Blink browser, then Google controls the protocols. Got it. And and uh, you know the web has been based on open protocols since the beginning, um, since it was invented. But what Google would like it to no longer be based on open protocols. They would like to control those protocols and you know then be able to do you know whatever they want and say oh well you know you want to get you know restrict cookies no we're going to make our own cookies and we control it and you know there's nothing anybody can do about it. Jim, um, Barry in the chat room is throwing a whole bunch of emojis at you, um, which I think at least one of them is a thumbs up and an, an angel. So I think that's... And, and the, well, then he's got a boo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure. So there are a lot of mixed messages going on here, but he brings up an interesting point. Won't the rest of the world have something to say about that? I mean, well, are, we at, are we at the point that Google is big enough that it can push everybody around? We're, well, we're, we're well, seeing not governments... I mean, we're seeing governments push Apple around with a number of different things. Do you think that they'll push back to to something would which ooh, what would effectively be a Google takeover? Uh, well, I you know I don't know, but what you know that would be difficult because you know Google would effectively you know de facto they'd have a monopoly on on web yeah. protocols. On internet protocols, right? So, what would a government do about that? Say a government would inter would invent their own protocols, which no one will use, and right, and and each government would be different. You know, you know, Google is global, has global reach. Um, even the United States government is going to have a hard time pushing back against that. They would probably have to do something more direct, like you know, go after them as a company. Somehow, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, there there has been pushback against Google uh, deprecating cookies, and uh, and Google's response was, uh, and this is a little while ago, where they they kind of paused and regrouped, and stepped back a little bit of what they were saying. And then, um, you know, dust settled from that just a little bit. And then they said, okay, so here's what we're doing. And it's basically, basically what they had already said they were going to do, but now it just has a different name. So it's still Google well, deprecating cookies. What does that mean, deprecating? I mean, I, I don't see them removing they, cookies from, from their browsers. Um, in no, the, they, they stopped future. supporting cookies in Chrome. And and you have to use their new so no websites that use cookies will work. The uh, websites that use cookies will function, but the cookies won't do anything. 
I'm I'm skeptical that they can get away with that at this point. Um, so I, are, are I they claiming right. that every website has to re-architect itself to work with whatever Google's new system yes. is or won't work on Chrome? I, I you know I, I, yes. I you know that's that's the future I'm positing where people would have to go along with that because there would be no other you know if they have like ninety eight percent share then they could do that but you know now they can't because a website that uses google scheme will not work with ios so you know anybody that wanted to make their website work with ios would i guess have to support both methods of cookies and i don't see you know web developers doing that no so they would just support um uh google's thing well, you know, then you're saying we're already there and, we, you know, it doesn't matter. iOS isn't a firewall. Um, and, you know, I think we're very close. That's, um, you know, so that's where what the discussion was. Well, we're close enough that if Blink was allowed to run on iOS, that would push, definitely push us over the, the edge. So quick segue um, on this, because Jim, uh, one of the things I'd thrown in was uh, the announcement about the new DuckDuckGo browser on the Mac. Um, how do you see this fitting into the, the DuckDuckGo browser fitting into this discussion? Well, you know, the thing is, I, that's interesting. I was the one who suggested it. I think it's interesting that they're coming out with a browser, but, you know, we, we have to differentiate between the browser and the rendering engine. So like the new DuckDuckGo browser is using WebKit. Um, so it's basically WebKit versus Blink is really the interesting part. So, um, you know, I mean, DuckDuckGo is gonna fight it out for share on the Mac with Safari, you know, maybe it will take some share there, but you know, the Mac's small potatoes, nobody cares. Um, web, web developers will, you know, have already proven that they have no problem making websites that don't work on Macs um, or, you know, so that's not going to really affect, you know. So I think the DuckDuckGo thing is interesting for us as users. And they've got a lot of interesting ideas about privacy and stuff. But, but remember, the, the browser is sort of the UI around the the html dom javascript engine and there's really only two now well i guess three if you count firefox um so blink chrome blink which is google's webkit which is apple's and firefox has a name for theirs too don't they um, mozilla is that well, no but that's not the name of the uh engine i think they have a name for their engine but i can't remember what it is i think you're right yeah but Jim, thank you because you're just a, 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 a faucet of, of segues here. Um, because one of the other articles that I saw, and I'm throwing them in the chat room now, is that um, I, Mac shipments continue to grow while the rest of the PC market slumps. So you know, Macs may be small potatoes, but they're not as small as they were, and they seem to be getting bigger. Yay! Yeah, which, and I think I think a lot has to do with the M1. The M1 processor, the M1 Pro. I mean, yeah. people are being much more compelled to want to upgrade to a Mac, seeing what kind of performance that that these Macs are are, are giving, and 
I think the biggest selling point, in me, at least to me, this new MacBook Pro I have is the fan is not a, no longer an issue anymore. It's it's quiet, uh, and and performance is is just phenomenal. I mean, every time I take this this MacBook Pro out and I got the 16 inch screen, they, they they've done really great things with the screen. Um, and I compare, I have a 14 and I have a 16, 14 for work, 16 for personal. And I, I, I'm feeling both environments. And I think, I think Apple really hit it out of the park with this, uh, with this, this, these latest, uh, MacBook pros. Well, and David, the performance at all levels, right? all levels I mean, right. just, just because you and I have MacBook pros, but anything with an M1 chip, you know, I, yep. yeah, even I, the Mac I, mini, I mean. Same. Yeah, I mean, and, and well, or the uh, the M1 iMax. I mean, you know, I, I was in an Apple store when I was gone, mm-hmm. and you know, they're they're gorgeous, mm-hmm. but they, they are. still pack a crazy amount of power for you know the. I'm sorry, I, I never know what a good word to use is the average user. You know, yeah. they they have more power than the average user will use. In for they, a long time, they sort of lean on uh, as far as video goes. The average user and the pro consumer user you can uh, there's a lot of people on youtube who do a lot of their shows just using the 24 inch imac because they're finding when when you go up to the next uh level of uh you go up to the studio the studio uh well there's two issues they're having the studio is overkill for what they're doing and now i've been seeing it lately that there's they're doing the number crunching and Apple Store is screwed with the numbers. Uh, you get to like the Ultra and stuff that's supposed to be like twice as fast. And a lot of the benchmarks are coming back. It's only 15% faster. So it depends on what you're doing. Well, no, they've, they've thrown. Depends there's on There's some guys that you're... go absolutely nuts with benchmarks. Uh, I, there's who's this one guy I, see, I watch? Well, it depends on if what they're testing is amenable to parallelization. Oh yeah, well no, they've they've done everything you could think of. I mean, video wise, picture wise, with I mean, they 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 made a two hour test this one guy, and it's just completely automated, and they go through every kind of rendering engine and just any kind of daily thing you could do. They automated it, and the basic thing is coming back that they're saying look if you're going to go to the studio start at the beginning and just up the ram and up the uh storage today's mac voices is supported by zocdoc find local doctors who take your insurance there are some amazing doctors out there but really the only ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance with zocdoc you can focus on doctors who are in network putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. No more wasting time hunting down Aunt Shirley's cash-only chiropractor or the dentist your coworker recommended who's out of your network. Read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Go to ZocDoc.com MacVoices and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today.
Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Mac Voices. ZocDoc dot com slash Mac Voices. Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting Mac Voices. I, but you know what, Frank? We just saw, we, we said earlier that Apple today released a new Final Cut update that uh, specifically, you know, supports or tunes it for the 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 ultra so you know how sure, much software okay. how how much software is out there cuz we we saw some of these same complaints uh, when when the M1s came out for final cut well look at all some, the stuff of those, none of the adobe stuff worked it wasn't optimized yeah. at all it was doing rosetta yeah. too and that was the word i was looking for it was it was optimized and so you know there's a lot of stuff that needs to be optimized for this uh, for, for the hardware we're getting True. Not, I have a I have a friend that uses Blender, and they finally uh, incorporated metal into Blender, and he said the speed jump is just nuts. Right. So you know th- that's it. We all do, we we do this constantly. You know, we j- just like we were doing with iMovie. You know, today it feels like there's something missing from the desktop version. Tomorrow that could be rem- remedied, and here you know now we have Final Cut. Um, updated for the studio for the ultra. So will we see the Adobe products get updated? I'm sure at some point we will. You know, so you but think I some... should buy an ultra? Sure. Sure. As a, as an Apple stockholder, I want you to buy an ultra. I want you to buy two. I'm a stockholder <laughs> too. I would okay, just be well, paying myself. Well, then there you go. How much better her. does it get? But the advice that I've always given people when they're shopping for a new computer is buy as much as you can afford when you right. need to get it. Right. And uh, and then the follow-up to that is don't let yourself get married to the machine because if uh, eight months from now a new computer comes out that does oh, yeah. what you need when you need it, you get rid of the old one and then get the new one. Right. Right. Well, we talked about this. It's, there's always something newer, brighter, and shinier around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you're always waiting for the newer, brighter, shinier, faster machine, you, end you up never with the actually machine get what you need. Webb in the chat room says he actually bought two of the new Mac Studios, one for him and one for his wife, with the wow. new display as well. Hey, Webb, we got to talk. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, Webb, how do you feel about having uh, more spouses? Because we all <laughs> need Mac about, Pros. How about adoption? Yeah, really. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, something needs to change there, Webb. I'm not sure. It, it, you must have, you must have done something really bad to have to buy your wife a Mac Studio and a display. He was in a tornado, and a bank was deposited upon his house. <laughs> Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, well, this was kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, and I will throw the link in the chat room momentarily, but, um, Plex apparently is discontinuing support for podcasts. Plex, what are you doing to us? They supported podcasts. I think you just, uh, answered Chuck's question right there. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a lot of traction for podcasters and Plex. Which is too bad. You know, because there's and, – and forget the fact that there are at least – let's see, one, two, three, four maybe podcasters here. 
but there's so much content out there in the podcast world. Um, is this just another example, though, of of the discoverability and the the accessibility questions? Not as in um, not as in physical accessibility, um, but just as in knowing that something is there and it's worth watching. You Jeff, know, you you almost I, you started. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I wish the feature was staying. However. Uh, just like with Apple, we don't have the internal data showing who's using what features. And my guess is that their data is showing that not that many people are using the podcast features. So that being the case, why not ditch podcasts and put more resources into other features like the brand new universal search that they that they just rolled out? And the universal search is so cool that... Uh, that I may end up using Plex as my primary tool for accessing all of the content through my Apple TV because it will let me search and find my content across everything as opposed to what the TV app does, which is very, well, it's hobbled because uh, uh, all the different services, well, many of the different services are refusing to support uh, search through the TV app. Yeah. Mm. So, Brad in the chat room. Well, first of all, there's a lot of abuse going on with web. Um, um, <laughs> what What's good for the goose As is well good for the gander. Be. So, yes. Um, but but Brad said that Plex's market is for music, not podcasts. I'm not sure I agree with that. I thought they were they're primarily... big in video. Yeah, yeah. I they were. I, I, I That's think video. Thing. I didn't even know they did podcasts. I mean, I made a joke at the beginning, but seriously, I didn't know. I know they partnered with Title, and they tried. They attempted to be more of a music place, uh, but I don't see it being popular. No, no. I, I mean, I don't use my Plex server for anything but video. Right. So, which I know, I just, I mean, maybe I just answered my own question about the podcast thing, but it just seems like with, if you're going to be a media hub, you know, I'm just a little surprised that. They would they would abandon something that there's so much rich, even if it is niche content. Right. Yeah, but mm -hmm. people weren't using Plex for that. So I'm with was it Jeff that was saying, yeah, they should focus, you know, on don't try to do everything. Podcasting is there's plenty of other options for that. Well, it's only yeah. been around since 2018, so they really they made yeah. a four-year attempt to do it. Um, so I, I just don't see there is much, as you said, many of us being podcasters here. I don't see there's much uh, traffic coming from was coming from that uh, from that platform. Oh, we were all podcasters here. Yeah. Well, we are. Yeah, podcasting. Ago. What is this? <laughs> By definition, is uh, it Spotify accepted? Is already a universal platform you can access from anywhere, whereas television is incredibly bifurcated. So mm -hmm. you sort of need that more for television than you do for podcasts because it, you know, I can use something else for that. Interesting point, Brittany. Um, but well, that, that's sort of an accident. This everybody uses Apple's list, yeah, um, except Spotify. Except Spotify. Well, right. 
Yeah. And well, I mean, the, the great thing about the way that works is all Apple's doing is acting as a RSS reader, just like all the others. Or RSS server. Or an RSS server. So, yeah. and you yeah. know, we all keep crossing our fingers that Apple doesn't wake up one day and go, oh, never mind. We're not going to do that anymore. So that'll be a headline. Plex, yeah. That, w- that would suck if Apple stopped doing that. Or if they started like having some, you know, didn't didn't put everything on the list, started making it, you know, you know, had some requirements that curated it. What is it? Is it a revenue source for Apple at all? I mean, I know that we don't pay anything to have our shows listed there. I don't think so. Well, they just (laughs) recently added, like within the last year, added an option for paid podcasts. Right. But but that's really more, you know, got to do with their podcast client. Um, But they have this server that is a directory of all podcasts that everybody uses. Overcast uses it. Uh, uh, What's the other ones? I can't remember. Pocket Cast. They they all use it. And yeah, Apple doesn't make any money off it. It's just something that I think Apple did originally, you know, to promote the iPod. And and, uh, and it's just sort of sitting there and, you know, hopefully no one at Apple notices like, oh, we're we're doing this. You know, maybe maybe we should monetize this somehow, which would probably be bad for everybody else. Well, the, yeah, then they'd be like Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want that. No. So we have a web update. Uh, web has said, let's just say that I'm testing the limits of my Apple card. <laughs> you know, if you don't well, push we'll the envelope, you. you never grow. We'll That's be happy great. to help you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know this about Plex, but this discussion has caused me to wonder. Um, is there a way to drag YouTube channels into, or excuse me, that, that was the wrong phrase, to play YouTube channels through Plex, to save a YouTube channel that I want to watch regularly and, and play it in Plex? That's a I'm good willing to bet not. They, they have a really tight grip on everything they do, and they do a lot of like strikes on people now. They've gotten really, really tight-fisted. About I have to, everything about them. Yeah, I mean, Frank, I know you say you watch a lot of different YouTube channels um, or shows, and I I am familiar with a couple. But one of the biggest barriers, and, and I mean, we, we face this with Mac Voices, um, you know, is trying to trying to figure out how to get there. You know, trying to, and I don't even know where I want to get mm-hmm. you know, on YouTube because yeah, it is, they don't um, make it easy. I'm on this show because of YouTube. Chuck, I believe I'm serious, the answer because I subscribe because I subscribe to you on YouTube. Okay, and it it popped up what, that you know I was on my iPad, and YouTube decided to pop up and tell me Chuck is going live, and I was like, oh, so I got on and said hello, and you invited me on. So people could just you know, well, I mean, I already knew you, so that's why I subscribe to you. I watch a lot of YouTube stuff too. Yeah. I, just, I don't. The, I don't really have a stuff, problem. Well, there's stuff I stumble across, um, and I, you know, and it's like I, I, I really should remember to come back to this. And even if I, pardon me, <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, even if I subscribe to it, then I, I, I never do because it pops up. But 
I don't have time at that point. And that's why I was asking about plaque. Well, you know, that was that happened to be live. The, the short answer is yes, you can do it. Um, no there, there are plugins that people have made. Um, and uh, yeah, cool. The, Oh, maybe well, now the web now that web shows are going to be disappearing, then maybe this is going to accelerate it a little bit. And actually, place. maybe YouTube has something specifically for that. Oh no, that's the Plex channel on YouTube. Um, so Jeff, are you saying those plugins are specifically for show Plex, Plex plugins for uh, adding YouTube content to your or, or streaming uh, YouTube content through your Plex server? So if I want to subscribe to In Touch with iOS, uh, the the In Touch with iOS channel, does David have to build a plugin, or is one of those plugins something I can, sorry, plug his URL into, and then it will it will pull it in for me? It looks like the latter, where you can um, plug a URL in and and then add the content to Plex. And so not download the content to Plex, but now you can watch it through Plex. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's fine. Cool. That's that's good to know. I did not know that. And it turns out that it, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The stuff is out there. Um, and uh, here, here, here's one of the links that I found telling you how to how to get set up for YouTube on Plex, watching okay. YouTube I, on Plex. I will take that and throw that in the uh, the YouTube chat room for the folks. So I'd say that's so, a win. We're minus podcast plus YouTube. We're ahead. Yeah. Well, since I'm on YouTube, I considered it a, 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 a neutral, but. Oh, but you didn't know it was available, so. Well, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, that the web shows were being just Plex was was curating the links within the web shows. I don't think you could customize it if I'm if I'm correct. Uh, where they're that's what they're eliminating because they don't want to bring that content into Plex anymore. Where this is third party, where you can you know create your own using this method. You know, YouTube. reading this, it's not clear to me what, what, you know, why do I want to do this rather than just go to YouTube? Because uh, um, you're using Plex as your uh, content hub. Right. So, so, with, so, like, with, so I can mix it with other content for some reason. Sure. And now you sit on your couch and you're using uh, your Plex server on your television and uh, you're not having to bring up a separate web browser. Well, and, uh, the YouTube app on Apple TV is pretty good. Yes, but not everyone has an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So and does it act like some kind of client or front end for YouTube I, where I, you I, can I, access everything on YouTube? from plex i'm not certain because it says you you give them your youtube account credentials which also is kind of hmm. well but that's that's yeah david you sort of do that with with any service that if you want to access it i mean if you want to access netflix you're giving it your netflix credentials right 
and Google and gives not, you the, advises you, are you sure you want to do this? And right. yeah, you, there is some trust involved. Yeah. So anyhow, this is just one of the uh, the plugins that's out there. Probably, probably a few out there. Yeah, that, that's something I did not know I could do. That's I've got to play with that's why you bit. show up, Chuck, so that we can uh, we, we can give you all of so these. We can educate tips. you. Well, we we all educate each other, Jeff. You know that's that's the thing. That, that's I, true. You know that that's that's part of the problem we have. You know, is there's there's so much great content out there, but there are also so many great capabilities for so many different things to do. I mean, we started out talking about iMovie tonight, and you know something that maybe. That'll be the first time somebody picks up iMovie because of the storyboarding or the, the magic movie feature or whatever. I learned about Denver peanut butter on this show. The panel is back for the third and final part of this Mac Voices Live discussion in the next edition of Mac Voices. We continue talking about Plex and we dig into YouTube organization and how it relates to Plex. That's next time on Mac Voices. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.